We'll learn Le'ilei Nishmas Nimrod Mer Nachman Ben Rus, Nisham Meshad Havan We're going to discuss the concept and the big problem of intermarriage. Uh, intermarriage has become more rampant in the later century. Um, the problem has existed already for quite some time, but it definitely has become more rampant in the later century or so, uh, past century. And depending on where Jewish people lived, if they lived in places which were where they were more assimilated with non-Jews, they tended to uh, there were generally higher numbers of assimilation in those places. Um, staggering figures of of intermarriage rates are so frightening; it's not even it's it's difficult to repeat over. Um, so the question is that a lot of the you know. The assumption when we read Shulchan Aruch about the severity of someone who does a certain avera and the like, we we're, we're assuming that it's talking about someone who's educated and understands the the problems of the of or the, they had an education and then they did these prohibitions. And considering that we're you know a lot of people today that marry you know non Jews or live with non Jews, a lot of them don't even know any better. And they grew up in a system where they didn't have any Jewish education. So we, we do have to keep that in mind. And of course, if we can do anything we can to, to help in a way that we can. But at the same time, we will understand that there are limitations to what we are able to do and the like. So let's go through first with a basic uh, background. So the, uh, we, the Torah talks about marriage in the context of uh, well, Jewish people, the Torah says in in, in Sefer Dvarim that uh, right. It's talking about when the Jewish people come into the land of Canaan from from the Midbar. They're going to come into Eretz Canaan. It says, "Don't marry into them. Don't take your. Don't let them marry your children, etc." And and, and um, the question is, and this is a debate in the Rishonim, does the prohibition of the marriage refer to the seven nations that were living there, which were known to be like the most, you know, lowest uh, moral nations there were, or does it refer to all nations? Now, obviously, it would be forbidden to live with a, a, a non-Jew. This, this is clear. The relations of such a thing would be completely forbidden. But the question is, is the biblical prohibition there uh, referred to specifically a the seven nations or to all goyim. The Rambam in the laws of Isuribia rules that it refers to all the goyim. It's not specifically only the, uh, the, the seven nations. The Shulchan Aruch in Ebenezer Simon 16, uh, Tezain for Sif, the, the Shulchan quotes and follows like the Rambam uh, that the that there is a prohibition of cohabiting with an, a gentile and, in a, and with the intent of marrying them. What if let's say someone just uh, lives with a non-Jew, but they're not intending to marry them? So that's forbidden rabbinically. That's forbidden, and they would get uh, even they would get lashes. They would get lashes in this, in, you know, when they would give it. But if it would be for Nisuyin, according to the Rambam, we get lashes from the Torah. And if it was for, for, that was for marriage purpose, and if it was not to be married, but just living with them, that would be rabbinical lashes. So, so we see that it's a, a, severe, it's a severe issue. More than that, we find 
that in Sefer Malachi, in chapter 2, Pasuk, uh, Pasuk uh, Yudalef over there, it says, Bagda Yehuda v'teva, Nesav Yisrael, Yehuda was dealt treacherously, and an abomination has been done, in Yisrael and in, in, um, in Israel and Yushalayim, Ki chilel Yehuda Kodesh Hashem, for Yehuda has profaned the Holy One of Hashem, Asher Ahev Ubal Bas Kel Nechar, that he loved and he married the daughter of a foreign god. And it's referring that they're, they're a man, Jewish man married a, a non-Jewish girl, but the truth is that the prohibition, and, and, and this of course refers as well to a Jewish woman cannot marry a non-Jewish men. There is, however, one small difference, and this is, I think, pretty well known to almost basically everybody, is that the Jewish girl, if she married, whether married or not married, but she had a child with a non-Jewish man, her child is still going to be after her. We follow la'alacha, that it follows the woman, thus the child will still be Jewish. Some opinions in the Rishon say you need a gerus, but the accepted general approach is you don't need to do any gerus, provided the child was not raised on some other belief, meaning he's Jewish anyways, and, and, that, and that's that. Now, um, however, such a child, uh, if it's a non-Jewish mother, is not considered Jewish, and therefore the child doesn't have any um, yichus to the father, doesn't have any uh, fam- family halachic status of a child to his father, uh, in, in the aspect of uh, Torah perspective, at least, in, in with regard to uh, re- family relations. Now, um, the Rambam writes that even though, and this is the Rambam um, in, is in Perak Yud Beis, Perak Yud Beis of Hilchus Yisur he says that even though that this transgression, they didn't give uh, Mrs. Baston, they didn't, uh, they didn't execute someone for it, but it shouldn't be treated lightly for, in a way, it's much worse than any other relations of other forbidden relations, because the child from such a forbidden relation, as we said, does not have, he's not going to be the, the son or the daughter of the, the child, he can be considered a guy. And in a way, he has, you know, you know, at least by a mom's there, which should never happen. But even there, that's a child. But here, where, where, the, where this non-Jewish woman gave birth, so the child is not even his. And it's from a Pasuk, it's in Sefer Dvarim, Perek Zayin Pasuk 4. There it says, for he shall sway, I'm just giving it in English, for he shall sway your son away from following me. And, 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 and from there we learn that she turns him away from being one of those who follows Hashem. In other words, since the mother is not Jewish, the child is not, not a Jew. Okay. So now the question comes up. What about someone who already... All right, we'll start with two questions. One question is somebody, a relative maybe, or, or someone, and they want to marry a non-Jew... And they feel like, oh, you need to come to my wedding. You have to show support. What do you mean? You, know, you don't love me? I'm a relative. I'm your son. or the, Whatever it is. Whatever it is. A cousin, this, that. Can you show up to the wedding? So we know that some, if the person will be offended by you not coming, perhaps, who knows what it could cause future relationships with that person. But nonetheless, 
I'm sure many poskim have written about it. There is a letter also from the Bavitcher Rebbe on this in the year 5744, which was probably 1984. And the question was asked if this, I'm not sure which relative was, if they could join a wedding of a family member who would be marrying a non-Jew. And I, and I don't imagine, there wouldn't be really any difference whether it was his son or was this or that. The Rebbe said it's forbidden to join. You can't go to such a wedding. Um, the idea is, number one, either you're giving legitim- you're legitimizing the wedding by coming to it, or uh, it won't last. You know, Jewish people and by nature are very, their neshamas are just different. It's not a, it's not a proper union. It's not going to work out, and, and you shouldn't give any legitimacy to it. So as difficult as it may, okay, so if one person couldn't stop it, they should try to stop it with all possible ways they can in a, in a, in a proper way. But if they couldn't, and it was a matter of either showing up or not, they can't show up. Um, then you have a question, which is a little different. What if, you know, later on, this person who's non, who married a Goy, married a non-Jew, they want to... Uh, they want to, uh, you know, they're starting to get closer to religion again. They're starting to do tshuva a little bit. They're going to shul, this and that. And they, and they say, oh, you know, oh, hi, rabbi. Hi, uh, oh, my wife. My wife my wife is the non-Jew, right? This is the rabbi or, or friend, you, you, the person meeting this person. They're asking, you know, oh, my wife, it's her birthday today. You're like, how do you respond to it? Do you say your wife, this and that? Or your husband, if he's not Jewish, it's, I mean, what do we do? And this is, again, assuming that we're already involved in, in, in a relation with this person. We have a connection with them somewhere from. We have to be careful with, with how we speak and how we respond to these people. On one hand, to, do, to help people to do tshuva and offer, of course, with a right hand, of course, we extend for, for a crevice to bring closer. Of course, we should always try to help never push anyone away. But on the other hand, we have to be careful with how we use our expressions here. You should really avoid the using of the term your husband or your wife if that spouse is not Jewish. So what could you say if you already are dealing with the person, the guy's coming, you're putting tefillin on with you and he's telling you about the family. And I mean, generally we need to be clear about what, our, you know, what the Torah says and everything in, in a proper way. But... There are, you know, I, these questions have been asked quite a few times. Generally, the, the, the idea is that if you need to respond, you know, it would be too much awkward not to even, you know, so you say, oh, you're, you're, oh Sally or, or James, you know, you call them by their name, but try to avoid using the terms of, uh, um, you know, husband or wife or something like that. And the truth is, even if it was a child, it's, a, it's, a, it's really the same thing. You can, if you say it's your, your child, but the child's not Jewish, it's also, you know, maybe call the child by the name. I, these are very difficult questions, but I'm just pointing out that they are, uh, they are not, uh, we shouldn't take it so lightly also. Now, um, there is another question that comes up, which, uh, which is maybe for another topic of its own, and that's about the idea of if later on one of the spouses has already married, they got civilly married to a Jew or something like that, uh, or something, whatever it is, and maybe they wanted to convert to Judaism. So we know that conversion to Judaism is a very complicated matter, and and that is, uh, it is a matter which requires tremendous amount of siyat from the Beistin. The Beistin has to be, you know, 
doing this l'shem shemayim. They have to have uh, respect from the whole community that they represent the community for with regard to conversion. It can't just be you know some ahok based in oh convert people even if they are from you know it's 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 a serious matter. But suppose that. It is a serious based in. So, uh, in the pre- previous century, previous generations, they were pretty stringent about it for many reasons. Um, why should we help this person now in this circumstance? How do you know it'll be l'shem shemaim? And indeed, oftentimes people uh, have done conversions, didn't really take it serious afterwards, and they didn't follow the mitzvahs. And it's not it's not so simple that a based in can just say, "Well, we thought they were sincere. We didn't really look." To our, to our best of how we understood. You have to really look into things properly and make sure the person's serious. But if, if indeed the, the idea is a possibility, in later generations, the, 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 the poskim have discussed the possibility to do it. The minhag, the custom became more lenient because of the, the, the dire problem on it. But uh, even then, it's something where it requires a lot of thought process if it's the right thing, you know, how to bring up the topic and, and to see if the spouse truly wants it. Um, and it's a case-by-case circumstances. It's not something where there's a blanket answer. Generally, you know, it's not going to work out, but uh, can't say as a blanket answer that it never can be done. That's definitely not true. So these matters should, uh, we shouldn't know of them, but uh, if they come to us, we have to know how to uh, deal the best way we can. Uh, and we should only have good news.